Thinking Aloud, conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with parapsychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today, I'm going to address the question of what is your boggle threshold and what is my boggle threshold? Boggle. What an interesting word. It, it's like related to mind boggling. Where do you draw a line in the sand that there's something you simply will not ever believe? For example, uh, there was a, a great physicist from the 19th century who said, I'm not going to accept the evidence for thought transference, telepathy, or extrasensory perception, even if all of the members of the Royal Academy of Science were to testify to it. And recently, uh, James Alcock, who has been a guest on the New Thinking Aloud channel, published an article in response to a paper in the American Psychologist I've referred to often. It was published in August 2018, August of 2018, summarizing 1400 experiments in parapsychology with overwhelmingly uh, significant statistical odds that something is going on here. There is something happening when it comes to psi what parapsychologists, that's the word parapsychologists use to cover everything they study. So, without even specifying what it is, we know something's going on. But Alcock, in his response, said it doesn't matter how many experiments uh, suggest that something unusual is happening here, it's impossible, so it can't be true. So, that was his boggle threshold. It was just too much for him to accept. And, and we all have things like that. We all draw a line somewhere. Now, I'll give you an example of something I will not accept. And that is, and I hear it occasionally. In fact, uh, uh, regularly I hear it from different visitors. Um, to the website, different people who post their comments on the YouTube channel. And uh, basically, the idea is that there are some people, some groups of people on this planet who are morally superior to other groups or who are morally inferior to other groups. I can tell you right now, I don't buy it. Now, you may feel that you've got good evidence. It's the bankers, it's the doctors, it's the scientists, it's the uh, elite, it's the poor, <laughs> it's the Jews, it's the Muslims, it's the Christians, <laughs> it's the Satanists, it's the anti-Satanists. As far as I'm concerned, no, there are no groups of people on the planet that have uh, an edge on moral superiority or moral inferiority. That's my position. But, uh, and, and if you try to convince me otherwise, you're going to have a really hard time. But what we really are talking about here is where is the evidence? You see, I report all kinds of unbelievable things on this channel. I do. For example, uh, I know that a few days before this video is going to be released uh, is my interview with William Lyon, an anthropologist studying Native American Indian medicine powers. And he, he put it uh, very bluntly during the interview. He said, nothing is impossible for these people. 
You name it, you know, they can turn into animals if they wish. They can uh, fly, they can uh, levitate, they can make spirits appear. And uh, spirit materializations, we have a couple of recent interviews about spirit materializations. It was only about a week ago when we did our online PK metal bending party and dozens of people reported that when they held a fork in their hand, it became soft as putty. They could use just the tiniest pressure of their fingertip and bend it in, into curly cues. And then it hardened and they couldn't bend it back. So where do you draw the line? What are you going to believe? And how? What method are you going to use? If you uh, subscribe to a viewpoint as expressed by Jason Reza Giorgiani in a recent interview that we live in a simulated reality, that what we think of as external physical reality is not much different than the holodeck on Star Trek, for example, then yeah, anything would be possible if you are outside and you can control it or if you accept higher dimensions of space that can control lower dimensions of space. If, if you uh, are a deist or a theist and, and assume that there are deities or there is one God who is the creator and stands outside of this four-dimensional world we live in, then, then for that being, nothing would be impossible. Now, I use this standard as a parapsychologist. I am aware of the literature, 140 years roughly of empirical data gathering. So when people talk to me about spirit materializations or spoon bending, I know that there's a database I can refer to that gives me greater confidence in the things that are reporting. Plus, because of my own investigations, I have seen quite a bit firsthand. And, and so, I'm probably much more open than many people are, but I have my limits <laughs> as, as well, and not just with regard to ethics, because I think it's an ethical question. Are there groups of people who are morally superior or morally inferior? Uh, there are issues uh, concerning, let's talk about aliens. Now, I've interviewed several people who, who believe that there are alien races, people from other universes or other planets or other star systems living here on Earth, walking among us. And I have to tell you, I, I'm interested in their uh, accounts. I think it's worthy of being taken seriously, but I don't think the evidence is at the same level as 140 years of empirical investigations. The truth is that the field of ufology, the study of these things, is maybe 50 years old. It goes back maybe 60 years to the 1940s or so. At, at the most, and unless you begin to get into folklore, which is very interesting if we're talking about, you know, the realm of the collective unconscious. But if we're talking about the physical presence of alien beings, uh, I'm open-minded, but I don't see the evidence there yet. So, here, here's the key for me, and I, <laughs> maybe you'll agree it's a good uh, attitude to take for yourself. 
Skepticism is a healthy thing. I encourage people to be skeptical. In particular, be skeptical of everything I say and be skeptical of everything that you hold to be certain because you might just be wrong. And I have to say, as I read the comments from viewers, I hear from many, many viewers who are certain about this or that or the other thing. And I often think to myself, I don't have the time to respond to each and every one of these comments. What makes you so certain? Well, I'm inclined to think it may be a personality type. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not that type of personality uh, to hold to various facts with stubborn certainty. I don't think I am. <laughs> I, I might be self-deceived, but uh, for the most part, I, what I think is useful is to be skeptical, but not to be harsh, not to be, uh, to treat things that I uh, disagree with a horse laugh or to try and disparage other people's ideas because they're different from my own. I think, and I'll tell you this, I think all ideas and all uh, people should be treated with respect at all times. I honestly do feel that way. So, I will respectfully disagree with people, but I certainly uh, am opposed to the kind of antagonisms that, that often occur, especially with regard to parapsychology. The hostility at times can be overwhelming. I know, for example, that J.B. Rhine, who was an experimental psychologist who did card-guessing experiments, was criticized so heavily that uh, he sought psychiatric help just to deal with the emotional burden of people pouncing on him for reporting his experimental results. And I, I think that's really too bad, but that, that is the way of things. That's how things are. And, and we live in a world where there's lots of conflict. And because I've, as I've already expressed myself in the monologue on non-duality, I embrace it all. I do. But I want to leave you with this question, the question I started out with, what is your Boggle threshold and why do you hold the Boggle threshold the way you do? Is it time for you to consider revising your Boggle threshold in any way? Thank you for being with me.